My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Talk about faster and more intense. Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Ahsoka episode three post show. Spoiler alert, we're gonna talk about spoilers all about episode three, episode one, episode two. So watch the episode, come back, watch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, etc., wherever you're listening to us at. But wow, guys, what a fast episode. What an intense episode. I I loved it. I mean, we, we got the Purgles, we got Jason Sandula. We didn't get confirmation on the ear tips like Josh wanted, but we got the kid. We got the green hair. We got Mon Mothma. What else did we get? Chancellor. Chancellor Mothma. The Ahsoka spacesuit was sick. Yeah, Ahsoka spacesuit was pretty cool. Space dual wielding. Yeah, so what did you guys think? What did you think, Craig Five? Uh solid third episode uh pretty cool it was nice to see see sabine getting the training and really struggling with it i think a lot of people that were frustrated with seeing that she was ahsoka's apprentice and even though she wasn't really force sensitive and rebel you know was somebody getting burglarized what's happening Did somebody's mom wake up? What happened? He he's he's in the same area you are, so there's a big storm, Craig. So, oh okay. Yes, there's uh, there's definitely some stuff going on outside. <laughs> we got a whole hair scene. I'm, just I'm a, just a little. Florida, so, are you in the west coast of Florida? Uh, just a little past Tampa. Okay. We're getting uh, it though. <laughs> so I I think that you know everybody's seeing that. Sabine hasn't really any abilities with the force. Uh, I think it's a lot of people feel kind of good about that because if she's going to struggle, uh, nobody's going to be complaining that it's another race situation. Yeah. I like that she's at least you're showing her training. You're showing her actually move towards learning more. She's already been partially trained and we're seeing the future of how it's going. So I, I feel like she's already had more on time screen training than Ray ever did. <clears throat> well, could it could she have had less? <laughs> <laughs> and I do I do like the reinforcement and Hu Yang was like, yeah, she is the she worst sucks. possible candidate to be <laughs> a Jedi. I I liked that the reinforcement because they basically said in so many words that she's the least force sensitive person that Hu Yang has encountered. I like so, I like that. I like that. Hey, Craig, so I don't know if the other guys will probably recognize this, but do you remember the movie Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme? I was going to say, was it with Van Damme? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when the sensei's teaching him how to to fight and he's hitting him with a stick on his hand? I don't really remember it. That was 40 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said, man, it's kind of old. But I got that feel when Ahsoka (laughs) was teaching her and she was walking behind her with a stick and then she would tap her and it gave me that that feel of the kickboxer movie you know the whole training and stuff like that it was just it paid homage to old school stuff but yeah i i definitely loved that episode that part of it yeah it was interesting because she really didn't make any progress in that situation either you know yeah <laughs> yeah then she I, also- love, I love the wooden katana with the blaster helmet uh, harken back to luke training in episode four a new mm-hmm. hope yeah, that whole sequence was cool. What were we going to say, Ray? Well, no, I was just going to say, yeah, the whole sequence with that is just awesome. Seeing it, you know, like you said, paying homage to Luke's training. Um, I did like Yu Hong. How, how do you pronounce it again? Hu Yang. Hu Yang. When it's, he's instead using of Hu Dat, it's Hu Yang. <laughs> Hu Yang, when he's using his multiple hands to do that, that was pretty cool. I like it kind of like... Um, the Goro kind of like, S mask of it, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> it was, was cool. cool. I liked it. Yeah, cool. I thought it was a good training scene. I liked it too. Um, 
and I'm glad they're going to show whatever Sabine's struggles are and not just magically have her amazing in the force all of a sudden on a character that we never saw with any ability. So I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to turn out well, however they go with it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, very general Grievous likes this Facebook user says. So yeah, Maka, our awesome patron, says Jason Moof Milking Sindula. (laughs) This Facebook user says Senator Ziono is a traitor. I agree. Uh, It is interesting how they're playing a lot in towards of how absolutely stupid the New Republic is. Like, I'm like, dude, you have so many issues going on in the galaxy. It's no wonder that we have a whole First Order situation rise up. If you think that you are winning right now, it's like, it's interesting that they're setting all these seeds. I'm like, can someone please just be like, you know what? This is a threat. Like, it, it hasn't happened once. Yeah, it mirrors uh, some governments here on Earth. Um, Maka yeah. says, Hera's little talk to the one senator was cool. I agree. I love the holograms up there all together. Then Hera walking into that room and talking about the previous war. And Hera calling out Ziono. You just watched and waited for whoever was going to win. That was great. And I was like, oh, man, that's a that was great burn. But yeah, Legacy but- of Nerd says, Jason. I don't understand how Chancellor Chancellor Mothma can't say no. You send the fleet. Yeah, it's a you democracy, know? Craig. Uh, <laughs> we saw how that worked out. So <laughs> Chancellor it up, just like Palpatine did, Mothma. <laughs> yeah, Maka notice Hu Yang is Grievous two point Legacy Nerd says, I like the comment about Ahsoka's lineage. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Dooku, Yoda. Yeah, I like that comment. It was cool. What what comment about the uh, unusual Jedi? Yeah, unusual Jedis. That was cool. And Zach says, "Uh, my wife goes, the long list of Jedi she comes from aren't that different minus Anakin. Yeah. And I think that's what she's trying to go with is that she's still wants to train her, even though she knows she's not at that level of being a Jedi. I like how she reconciled the fact that the Jedi order never worked. So the rules don't apply to Sabine. I love that concept. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maka says, I was expecting him to leave the fate the group FaceTime Senator Ziono just like, do the Homer Simpson <laughs> back in the bush. <laughs> um, Flabs says, not a fan of this show. Oh, I thought he meant our <laughs> podcast. He's talking about Ahsoka. Uh, Flabs says, breaking every rule. And he says, you blow up when you get shot down. Mm, kind of. I mean, ah- Ahsoka's ship is pretty large. It's not a typical... Like one man fighter size, those wings are pretty huge. They could probably. I mean, there's been the many times over the years in Clone Wars or Rebels that a ship was not, you know, shot down completely. And they talked about the percentage of the deflector shields too, so you kind of saw it coming. Yeah. And Legacy Nerd says Kanan did the same. He trained Ezra, even though his training was incomplete. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, good points. Did you like the ships in this episode? Man, that was straight up World War II dogfighting. I know, right? <laughs> One of them looked like Grievous's ship, right? There was hints of Grievous's ship, yes. I the one that, that the girl flew, it looked like a Grievous ship. Yeah, Shin Hati. Yeah. And she, she was also wearing Anakin's Revenge of the Sith headset as well. Yeah. And we saw and that we- in the marketing. We finally heard Morak talking, and there was a name. Yeah, Paul, somebody or other, at the in the credits. Uh, I believe that's the stunt double that was in the actual suit. Don't they have to credit somebody if they say if they speak though on IMDb? Well, I mean, it could be a totally different voice too. I mean, the voice digitized. Um, so I mean, they could still be hiding someone we actually know with a different voice. Uh, but interestingly enough the stunt double that's in the suit when there's a saber combat is Henry Cavill's stunt double from Superman. <laughs> that's cool. 
Yeah, I so, really liked uh, the like Ahsoka's suit or when she goes out into space and that whole bit. Like, I really liked that. I think that was my highlight of the episode. Yeah. Um, what, so, what did you think she was actually gonna do? Did you think she was gonna do that? Bust out her sabers and like actually deflect the blast? What I wanted <laughs> was to her to use the force and like have uh, her getting screamed at by Sabine and have her like crash two of the ships together. I think that would have been really cool. I thought she was going to use the force as well. I didn't think she was going to bust out the sabers. I thought we were going to see like Ahsoka unleashed in a way. Mm-hmm. That'd have been cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, but it's weird seeing somebody flying around in space and fighting in space too. So in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, you see it in the Clone Wars and the cartoon. It's yeah weird seeing it, you know. And I was totally expecting the Leia flying. I thought Ahsoka was going to suck herself in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they used the actual mecha- uh, mechanism of the ship to kind of paddle her into the ship. Yeah, I was so, wondering if she was going to do that. And I was like, oh, what do you know? She didn't actually do that. Great. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so Derpy Entertainment says, and I'm disappointed and disgusted for what just happened. <laughs> so he's not a fan or this person is not a fan of the show. Um, I mean, what you put here, 20, 25 minutes in the ship, it's in okay. I thought it was good. I mean, me too. I mean. I mean, they of... just weren't in the cockpit. They were in like the training room, and then the floor became their dinner table. I thought that was interesting. I will say, like, it would be, it's kind of a disappointment to me that this episode, with it being only 30 minutes of an episode, takes place. And I feel like a lot less happens in comparative to the last few episodes. And I know that we only have eight episodes. So if you're going to give me like a 30 minute episode, I'm glad that it was action packed and it went by fast for us. But I just feel like more important events happening would have been great. Um, Whether that was having Thrawn at the end, I can't say. But like if it's going to be shorter, just give me like a big old like oof, like cliffhanger thing to event to the next. Because all we really get is... um, you have Ray at the end being like, hey, go find them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and basically setting up that we're getting the hyperdrive ring halo thing set up. So, and it still has three more parts apparently to go. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, interesting. Yeah. So let's see what else uh, do other people say. Legacy Nerd says, if Sabine figures out the force, I feel that would change everything we know about the force wielders. Which I'm very happy about because I'm so tired of people being like, I don't like the whole magic grandpa thing. And you just have to come from a lineage of people who are force sensitive to actually be force sensitive. I like having people who are like, I didn't really know I was force sensitive until I got like it was later in life or um, yeah, like anyone can be a Jedi or anyone can be force sensitive. That's something I really, really like. I like that a lot, too. And uh, Craig's buddy, uh, Ryan Johnson, I think tried to really establish that aspect in The Last Jedi. And then they kind of swerved away from that a little bit because we all thought that Ray was nobody. That was my favorite aspect of that movie. You like something about the movie? (laughs) My, my, My favorite aspect about it is having that broom kid being able to use the force only because I could sit there and go, anyone can do it. I You don't have to be super special to use it. And that I thought that was a very cool element. Yeah, because even Ahsoka says the force is in everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been around for a bit, you know? Yeah, Yoda. And so, um, you know, as long as the story's done well, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if Sabine learns to use the force as long as it's done well. And so far, I like it. I, I think it's, uh, you know, she's struggling. She's not really getting progress. She's frustrated. And, you know, because we know her character already, it would have been weird had she been really good with it all of a sudden. In comparison to Ray, how do you feel about her um, and her training with the force? Well, I... um so far, I 
appreciate it much better. I mean, I like I like Daisy Ridley. I thought Ray was okay as a character, like, but I just didn't like anything they did with her character. <laughs> but like as a character, I liked her. You know what I mean? But I, I like Sabine better, I think, already. Yeah, because she like went to the table, she's like, okay, you won this round. You know, kind of saying, I'm going to try it again next time. Yeah. And what, like, perfect casting. I mean, she looks like a live-action Sabine, you know? I mean, and, and just her acting is is just pitch perfect for Sabine live-action. And I heard a story, actually, that when they were casting uh, for uh, Natasha Lou uh, Bordizzo to play Sabine, they basically contacted her and said, hey, look, we're not going to do this normally. We just really want you to play this character. So you're pretty much our only pick. So just That's come cool. in. Yeah. They, they didn't really do auditions for Sabine. They said, we, we really like you for this role. You seem perfect. And the proof is on screen. I mean, it's, I mean, that is Sabine, man. It's, it's, it's so cool that that casting choice was made. And then Legacy of Nerd states have something that I agree with. Uh, the episode was 35 minutes long because we got Purgles, and that's super expensive. I agree. The Purgle stuff, the space stuff, the ships. The, the sandworms of Star Wars. <laughs> well, I mean, we have the crate dragons. I mean, those are kind of like the sandworms. I, I like to think, well, because we know that um, Purgles is where we get uh, light speed from. And the Jedi. And then, and then the worms in Dune give the spice. Well, and travel. So right, to get right. around Arrakis, they use the sandworms. And I was like, it's cool that we have something like that in right. Star Wars. I'm really enjoying being back to all these mystical creatures. Hopefully we get some Loth wolves. That'd be very nice. I'm pretty sure we'll get that eventually from Filoni. But yeah, the spice as well in Dune is feel for space travel for folding space and time and the purgles do that themselves so i would much rather star wars be like a fairy tale and yeah. mystical than political when it gets political i'm already like oh boy i saw the description i'm like oh no politics <laughs> not again it can be a little bit political but you know what we saw what it did in episode one and trade routes and Try showing a ten-year-old episode one. <laughs> like everyone's like, I, mean, I have no idea what's going on. It's so <laughs> like it's so ridiculous because it's like, and in tra- investigating trade trade routes and and viceroys and treaties. It's like what? Like so? Did you like the Clone Wars? Because I feel like the Clone Wars got very political. Some of the episodes. I did like the Clone Wars. I did like the Clone Wars, but you know. Star Wars as a movie has to be more fantasy and adventure, not politics and and sitting around disputing trade routes. Like, that's insane. I definitely feel like it's something that has been kind of negatively attributed to Star Wars, where I feel like Star Wars is very unique in that way, is that it's a fantasy, but I feel like people are like, oh, it's a science fiction. And, and anytime I talk to people who don't really um, or gel with Star Wars or know everything about Star Wars, they go like, oh, yeah, it's a futuristic sci-fi movie. Or, and I'm like, well, for me, it's much more of a, it's like a space opera and it has a lot of cool fantasy elements. So you're wizards, witches, uh, fairies, that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, that's 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 basically basically what it is in comparison where I would say like. Blade Runner is a completely different type of film where that's like hard sci-fi, all futuristic kind of stuff. This has elements of that on different planets, but it is much more based in uh, wizard witches and like medieval fantasy style. And I love that about Star Wars. Yeah, I do too. And so I'd much rather them go that route than go back into this stuff with the politics. And, you know, I mean, to me, it seems a little silly that you have the chancellor that can't send off some people for a mission. Like, what? What are your hands that tied? We know how Mon Matha is. She doesn't tolerate any BS. Yeah, but it's just coming back to kind of, I guess, pointing out that since the democracy, that everything has to be voted on and it has to be voted equally. And if they're not all equal on it, then it can't get done. It's just kind of pointing that out. 
which kind of sucks. I think a fun parallel is I don't know if you've seen Andor, but the the comment of like Andor makes where they've just gotten so big and fat and lazy. I'm feeling like it has the seeds of it in this new Republic. Yeah. And nice I feel point. like that's definitely coming to a head and yeah, all of the first order rising up is just based on, Oh, well we don't have to worry about anything. This is peacetime anyway. I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah got comfortable. Uh, had mm. Carrie Fisher not passed away, would she have been chancellor? Hmm. I could see. Because yeah. she was a general, so I don't know if she ever wanted to trade that up in the military-wise. Hmm. Yeah, Carrie Fisher loved the fact that she was her age and she was starring in a blockbuster. She pointed that out several times. And she loved Star Wars fans. I mean, truly loved them. Went to every celebration she could. And she did, did panels <laughs> and interacted with us. And yeah, I think, yeah, Craig, I think you're right on. I think she would have jumped at the opportunity to be included and kept on going to celebrations and but i i think even leia like princess leia would have been chancellor right the only right. reason i would disagree with that was because the reason why she was having so so much of a hard time towards making for the new republic is because people found out who her dad was right and that kind of delves into the book that was written bloodline which focuses directly on the fact that people find out, I guess this is spoilers for the book bloodline that people find out that it's dad Vader for princess Leia. And then that's the whole controversy. That's the whole basis of that book, which is a Canon Disney era star Wars novel, mm-hmm. which I know James has read. I, James might want to talk about that later, but legacy and nerd here uh, also points out uh, a point that I, I think I agree with. I think the politics of the movies highlighted how genius Palpatine's plan was. I think star Wars as a whole is, is really about, and this is the genius of star Wars is about humanity and, and the humanities and, and our storytelling. And then that involves our politics as well. But I don't mind it if it's sprinkled in. This episode is like a microcosm of how yeah. I want Star Wars to be. It was sprinkled in. It wasn't too much. And then you got like the big time action sequences, the cool ships, the cool stuff that we haven't seen before in the spacewalking that Ahsoka did in her suit. Um, and we finally got the live action Purgles. And that's all on a TV show, which costs a lot of money, like the Legacy Nerd pointed out. I mean, it, this was a very expensive episode. Yeah. And, and, the fact that you know Palpatine used politics to get into power, you know, I can appreciate that. It's just yeah. the way they went about it, it was just too much, particularly for episode one. We've been waiting 30 years for Star Wars, and this is you know, we get, <laughs> yeah, we get right. Bibble arguing with you know, Nuke Gunray and Nuke Gunray's yelling at a droid, and it's like, what what is happening here? Like, we <laughs> with very interesting accents, yeah. It's just, it was too much trade routes and like, what? Like, <laughs> and if you don't believe me, show a 10 year old episode one and watch what they do. They're like, <laughs> what? I tried to show my six, my show, my 16 year old niece episode one. And she's like, I don't understand what's happening. You're like, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't even explain it to you. <laughs> Aren't you on a Star Wars podcast, Uncle Craig? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And she's seen my Star Wars collection and she knows I love Star Wars. And I'm, and, uh, you know, but it's still, even I can't explain it. Who, who can explain episode one? George, <laughs> let's get him on the phone right now. <laughs> George, him, Craig. I think I might have gone a little bit too off track there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, what rating do you give this episode, guys? Josh? I'd give it like a, a seven. Retro Ray? Uh, I'd give it like an 8.5 because like I said, I liked everything behind that was going on. The training, you know, of course, seeing the Purgles. So yeah, I'd give it about 8.5 just because of everything that kind of we, what we saw. I'm going to say a 7.5. Solid you know some really good parts but it was obviously it wasn't like an amazing episode but it was solid 
but it's right. i feel like we gotta get somewhere soon yeah 100 percent. no i think we're gonna get left hanging to be honest with you i think we're gonna get a little bit more episodes like this and then just like what we got at the end of this episode is what we're gonna get we're just gonna get left with a scene thrown or seeing some form that way I think I really like this episode, guys, way more than you, uh, all, everyone here on the panel. Um, man, I want to, I want to give it like a nine in the nine range, but you guys are making me score it lower. I'm saving my bigger, like, <laughs> I mean, awesome come on, for like, the reveal. Episode five, Filoni, bam, eleven point ten. <laughs> yeah, eleven point ten two six niner. Yeah, um, I mean, nine is to me like an episode where like. Ah, uh, geez, like something in season two of Mandalorian was like a nine, like like the Boba Fett episode where Boba Fett helps fight the and... reintroduction of Boba. Yeah, that was yeah, like that that's was iconic nine. instantly. <laughs> that's a nine. Like yeah. I can't say it's anywhere close to that. Yeah, I I cheered when I saw the Purgles when I knew the Purgles were about to show up because it led up to it. That was the footage we saw in London. Colin got to see it on the big screen. Where they ride up right next to the pearl's mouth, um, but yeah, the, the whole dogfighting sequence from space to atmosphere was was pretty good. The dogfighting, the the tail gun portion, Sabine and Ahsoka working together. Um, yeah, when was, was the last yeah. time we got a proper dogfight? <laughs> Episode four, <laughs> but the Falcon ever- stayed stationary somehow. And just had the, the two the two turrets on the top and bottom fire it's been with Luke a very and long time since we've gotten a proper dogfight in space. So I was I really appreciated live it being action. Back. Yeah. yeah, live action ones. Yeah. But yeah. So I really appreciated that we're having a dogfight again. I thought that was very fun. David, did you give your number? I didn't. I want to say like an eight point seven, a little higher than Ray's eight point five. Wow. <laughs> I, I really liked I, I, from the training of Sabine to the dog. I mean, it was it was almost like a perfect episode for me uh, f- as as a middle episode of a season. I mean, it's it's episode three directed by Steph Green. Props to Steph Green. She directed the last two episodes. She probably directed the best Book of Boba Fett episode in the train heist um, that had Boba Fett in the show. Oh, I was going to say. Got to throw in that caveat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really liked it, guys. And it and it kept the same pace. It kept the same tempo. And then it got really fast and intense. But what did, Maloney definitely does have his style. What did y'all think about Hu Yang's, um, the way he was talking, the facts that he was saying, you know, it's kind of weird that he's just, you know, of course, he's following program protocol. It just the way he states everything in fact like it's not what people want to hear but he's gonna tell you anyway you suck sabine you suck <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's uh, he was programmed that way that's his job that's yeah doing, that's his it's his, his I, nature i think it's interesting I, i'm fine with it you know i still i still think he does have that great line where it's like you come from a long lineage of non-traditional jedi i was like that's awesome yeah great yeah. thing I, I love that too. And and that just paves the road for future force users and saber wielders that aren't Jedi. I like that concept. Josh does too. Um, and it feels like David Tennant is actually going to be a bigger part of this mm-hmm. show than I think way we originally thought. Way bigger. Way bigger yeah. than we thought. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy that figure when it, when it comes out and it's available. Yeah, Zeb, have where is Zeb? Zeb's got to be in Zeb here. costs too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got thousand thousand foot long purgles in this episode. All we got, we got Jason, so I think everyone's going to get a one episode introduction. <laughs> yeah, green hair dye is where they draw the line for this episode. So is is Zeb? Will Zeb be in next week? Do you think there hasn't even been a mention of Zeb? Yeah. We we got, do we have we haven't gotten we've kind of gotten like allusions to Kanan, but I don't think have we heard anyone say Kanan's name? No, I don't it's, think we so. still have that thing at the beginning 
with uh, all the different helmets flashing different colors and all the bad helmets are red, but his one is blue. Right. Tonight we got the blue and the red. So I'm very like, hmm. And what do we think about about Morak? Anybody have any new thoughts on him now that he's had a couple of lines? (laughs) I think we're in the same spot as we were an hour ago. I still think that it's Ezra. You think it's Ezra? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Legacy Nerd says Zeb is hanging with Appa and their (laughs) X-Wings. Quite possible. Or just at that cantina, the the pilot cantina still. I don't think Ezra could come back. Why would he be fighting against Ahsoka and Sabine? (sighs) Because he got mind flayed, Craig. Because I think that he had a talk with Thrawn over space and time to the point where he's come back and he's trying to bring back Thrawn because he's the only person because you have to be a force wielder to go back and forth between time and Thrawn is not a force wielder especially with using I think we've been told that like Jedi of old used to use the world between worlds to go from space and time back and forth mm-hmm. so I think that's what he did came back and was like, all right, I'm going to explain to you how we're going to go and where Thrawn is to get him back. Because whatever is in that other galaxy is far worse than anything we're dealing with now. And that's why I think that he has he, he's going to be a special reveal. It's either that or someone interesting. I know that a lot of people are like, he's the last Inquisitor. And I'm like, does that mean anything special? So you just sparked an idea in my head, Josh. So what if, yes, okay, that is straight up Ezra as Marok, mm. but he knows what's going to happen in the past and what ha- has to happen in the past, and he has to accomplish his mission for the greater good. So he that's has what to I'm, be that's like a exactly double agent. Thinking. So Ezra is a double agent right now because he's seen the past and he knows what ha- all the events that need to happen in sequence, all the things that have to happen to get to his previous future which was <laughs> be such a funny like reveal and people would be like what like i feel like there'd be such a jump the shark moment be- <laughs> yeah, because because when you look at the saber duel between marok and ahsoka it looks like marok like held back in a way to me yes like he like he was almost inexperienced or he was holding back i mean kind of weird mm. that was very weird to me and I'm surprised a lot of people didn't pick up on that like I did. But and then also you gotta remember Ezra had a thing for helmets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ray's it's not in. out of the realm of possibility that he could be either side because we know how much he has been tempted by each side before. So yeah, I'm I'm interested. The only uh, legacy nerd on YouTube says the only problem with this theory, it's the exact plot of the flash. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Well, I thought it was solid, but I really would like to see the show moving somewhere soon. You know? Yeah, I can't wait to hop to that next galaxy because we might see all kinds of crazy things that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And. It feels like episode four, that's not happening. Episode five, I think, is when it's happening. The Dave Filoni episode, when we finally maybe jump in, into the world between worlds and we see things. So, yeah. yeah. Not only that, but I think everybody's been so excited about seeing any kind of flashback with Anakin and Obi-Wan and Rex. and you know, w- like- Would you be okay with a full flashback episode? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. I think everyone would. Yeah. If they uh, went full it, Clone Wars flashback sequence with like a young Ahsoka and then we get Anakin, Hayden, and we get I still Ewan think imagine Obi-Wan. if they did like a young Ahsoka, but it's Ashley playing Ahsoka. <laughs> that would be nuts. Because <laughs> they well, did that. Rumors that, you know, that one girl from Game of Thrones is going to be in the show as a young Ahsoka. Yep, there are rumors out there. I don't know how valid those rumors are, but... 
Yeah, that would play into a flashback in the Clone Wars. And um, that will be a great moment in Star Wars live action. And she's good with the sword. I mean, think about it. Like, if you're going to show a flashback, right, of something that happens <laughs> before episode three, what do you want to see? What would what What's one thing? Would you want to see something new or something that maybe we've seen before? Both. I want it all, Craig. I want the cake and eat it too. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see something that we ha- we've seen before in a flashback, but it's live action. So we've only seen it in the animated. And I would also like new things to be placed in. Like I said, cake and eat it too. <laughs> I mean, that I'd be that'd be great. Absolutely. I mean, the more that we see of the Clone Wars, the better in my book. I would love mm-hmm. to see some wrecks and stuff. But what what would they go with? Like what was would they show maybe something with like Anakin and the father and the mother and the and the daughter? I think that it's going to be like her her training Sabine being frustrated and then remembering back to a time where Anakin was frustrated with her. And it would be like her very young being like all rebellious and stuff and being like, yeah, I used to be like that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. Yeah, it w- Force Ghost Anakin. Give me Force Ghost Anakin. Believe me, that's yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's on, nuts. <laughs> that's on my internal bingo card right there. But yeah, this Facebook user says the rise of Mace Windu. We all know Samuel L. Jackson wants back in Star Wars. The way you can get him back is through a flashback in Ahsoka. So if anyone knew his schedule during this time, if he was in. Lower California, Southern California, Manhattan Beach Studios. Anyone, I don't yeah. think I don't think we're going to see him, only because he and I don't think we're going to see Natalie Portman either because both are like Natalie's like I'm open to it, but nobody's approached me. It's like all lies. It could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be lies. I mean, Hayden came back. He got such a warm welcome. <laughs> Hayden was probably he probably called her, texted her, hey. It's here for you if you want it. The fans will love it. They'll eat it up. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be great. I'd love it. You know? I think she would, too. I'm surprised. She's done signings, but not at conventions. You can, you can buy her autograph, but... Through Star Wars Autograph Universe, she's done one signing so far. Yeah, so, I mean, if she does appear in a show, she could do Celebration and just kill. (laughs) She could probably have the most expensive autograph there. Well, she already does. It it does. It's like $750, and that's for like an 8x10. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have 10 of them behind me. (laughs) Show us the Natalie Portman autograph, Craig. Show us the Natalie Portman autograph you have. Uh, let's see. I think I have a figure autographed over here, but I I have it on my my posters too. All right, let's see here, guys. All right, you you ready for it? this? Is gonna be it's gonna be so pretty you paid big. Like twenty three hundred dollars for an autograph. There's there's my Natalie Portman. Oh wow! Sheesh. Are you ready for this? Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Daisy Bradley. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Kylo Ren. Okay, you got Carrie. Mark. Jeremy. Kenny. Peter. Harrison. I have a couple of Harrison Fords. Here's another one. Another one. Dang. And this one is a Yoda signed by everybody. Stuart Freeborn, Frank Oz. All the different people that worked on Yoda. There's like eight autographs on there. So that room is like a like two point eight million dollars worth. I could build a third Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Mark Hamill. You actually have Mark Hamill. <laughs> the Mark Hamill. <laughs> I have Mark Hamill here. Mark, quiet. I told you we're filming an episode of the podcast. He's so rude. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It only costs fifty thousand dollars a day, but he's worth it because he does dishes. <laughs> he does dishes, and that I I appreciate. Oh, nice. <laughs> My wife would love him. <laughs> All right, guys. So, any uh, final thoughts on uh, episode three? Good. Very super. excited to see the next episode and see what we're getting into the meat and potatoes. Um, we've set up this planet, so. Yeah. The, the thing that I would say about these first three episodes is how many times are you going to sit down and watch these episodes? You know what I mean? Like, and that's the, the big thing for me. Like, I could sit down and watch plenty of the episode or season two Mandalorian episodes. I love them. Mm-hmm. I don't really go back and watch season three at all. But how many how many times am I going to sit down and watch this episode? Not very often. I'll watch it maybe every once in a great while. Mid-season is next episode. So I feel like there's going to be some big reveal either in the next one or the fifth one because Dave Filoni on the next, in the fifth episode. Well, I but, think the fifth one's going to be incredible. I agree with you. Um, yeah, next episode, they find the door for the world between war- worlds, the, the next door or whatever. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I have... Yeah, I'm happy that we're where we're at right now. I just I know that personally I wouldn't be like we need to go back and watch these episodes unless in the future episodes we're gonna get something that's like mind blowing and then I could be like, dude, you have to watch all of Ahsoka to get all of this. Like it's it's such good build up into this amazing episode. So I'm excited. Do you do you think this show is gonna get a lot of hate? Like Obi Wan got a lot of hate. Do you think this is gonna get a lot of hate or no? I don't think so because this is in Filoni's hands, and he's. I think he. <laughs> we've already seen his live action stuff, and I think he kind of understands the Star Wars storytelling that works, the new wave of storytelling, and I I think that he's getting George Lucas's, like. George Lucas is like his confidant in a way. He's probably not even telling people that he's in contact with George Lucas straight up and getting his approval. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) What do you think, Ray? Do you think the show is going to get the hate that like Obi Wan did? I like it more than Obi Wan right now. Well, I mean, for us, I mean, we're we're gonna like it. We're gonna you know give it to what we want, but we're gonna. I feel we're still gonna have that percentage of people who are gonna compare it to Obi Wan. Which I think it kind of sucks, but we're gonna get that. Not everyone's going to be happy. You know what I mean? It yeah, like just, Derpy, he's he's disgusted with it. Yeah, you know. So it's just gonna. It's just it, it's that catch twenty two. You know, they should be grateful we're getting stuff like this. You know, <laughs> we waited so long for yeah. stuff like this. You don't realize how long I waited. Yeah, you know. So I don't get me wrong. I understand. You know, we want certain things, but hey be grateful we got this you know what i mean yeah i mean it's it's some form of what we want but we don't always get what we want you know kind of kind of that. sometimes you get last jedi (laughs) and it's it's something that you hate (laughs) it's funny because i think that it's ahsoka is a beast titan of a like a a show comparatively also with uh obi-wan but we had been waiting for like an obi-wan thing for so long and then when we got it it just i feel like a lot of it couldn't meet the expectation of what people had wanted for so long yeah and i feel like that's also partly with ahsoka is what we have right now it's like hey this isn't meeting my expectation but it's like dude you've been having expectations for years and some of it is definitely unrealistic i feel like it was much more unrealistic when it came to obi-wan because you're dealing with like like vader coming back right i have vader on screen i have obi-wan on screen you have all this stuff and like the hype was real and it was only like six episodes it's like how much story could you tell in that time whereas in comparison to ahsoka we're getting eight episodes it's a fan favorite character i feel like there's a lot less backlash for this than there was for obi-wan right now so i'm hoping that we get everything we need to make this a lasting series where i can look back at it and go that was a good, worthy, like show that is in, worthy to be a part of the greats in the Star Wars series. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to be there. I agree with you. I'm I'm going to say the same thing. I just feel we're going to get that percentage of fans that don't, you know, mm-hmm. 
But I, I mean, Ahsoka overall, I mean, like I said, you know, us fans from Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, we're getting what we want because we, you know what I mean? We're, mm. you know, we've read the, we, and then if you read the novels of Thrawn and the Ahsoka, you kind of see little things. So it means more to us than people who are just watching because they watch Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and there, there's probably going to be a lot of time in between TV shows because the Skeleton Crew TV show is apparently going to be pushed back into next year. And we were supposed to get it in the late fall around Thanksgiving time. And I think it's due to the strikes. So, yeah, we need to kind of uh, soak in and smell the roses here with Ahsoka that uh, we're getting <laughs> this. And we might be, there might be a little bit of a drought. I think Acolyte will, will be another huge... I think anticipatory series, and I would only say no because it doesn't have a face character on it. See, that's the thing. If they is... release that trailer though that we that saw she, that in trailer, London, yeah, that, but that will ex- like expire like a whole bunch of hype. But it's not like it is weighing on anything. Right, I feel like right. the expectation of just one character can absolutely destroy like a show because of so much expectation. You put Ahsoka in that title, you put Obi-Wan in that title, it's like, I have expectation, this is my character, don't mess them up. Whereas if I say, like, Star Wars Acolyte, I'm like, I don't really have a character where I'm like, I need this person to be correct, I have Star Wars, and I want Star Wars to feel correct. Right, but let let me point this out, though. What if they, in the marketing, we see as the stinger at the end of whatever trailer they release to the public, we 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 pan down we see we see the jedi ignite their sabers and then the camera pans down and it's yoda holding his little green saber i I don't think it would be it's not the title of the show right if it was yoda the series i'd be like okay you have to get him right like but i feel like yeah skeleton crew and acolyte are in a good place like where it's a characters that we don't really know And I feel like they can do a lot of new fun things with that, which a funny thing is it's it also has the opposite effect is because I don't think anyone thought that Andor was going to be amazing because I remember when they had said Andor was going to be a show. And I said, why that character? Like, why does he deserve a show? However, when I watched Andor, I was definitely like blown away in comparison because I don't know if it was that my expectations were so low for this series, mm-hmm. but I definitely hit it hit, and I was like, "Wow, this is great! We, I love this type of Star Wars." So I'm, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, put a big name in the title, and you have a lot of expectation. Now, Alkalite, I think it's going to give us new characters to like mm-hmm. and fall in love with that 100%. we don't know about. I think that's what we're going to get with that. All right, guys. I think that is our post show. Everything today. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching. I want to give a shout out to all of our awesome patrons. Um, on the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Zach Netzel. On the red tier, we have Fenrir526. Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Maka Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader 76. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, to the Patreon supporters, thank you so much. And please consider being a Patreon member because David has promised us snacks, but he says he doesn't have the budget for it. <laughs> I really would like a nice box of goldfish to snack on while I'm watching. Craig, <laughs> you, you, you sell one of those autographs, you don't have like a life. <laughs> So we're also on Instagram at Star Wars Podcast. Those that, things are be buried with me. <laughs> be a huge casket. So also you can find us on X, formerly Twitter at Stuff Pod, Threads. You can find Josh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. <laughs> I'm Patreon. Frozen in carbonite. I'm just imagining you in a casket, like right next to that giant Luke. <laughs> it's going to be carbonite. 
and I'm gonna have a museum of Star Wars stuff for people That'd to be come cool. visit. You be you become the collectible. Perfect. <laughs> Join the collection. <laughs> they would have to somehow take the room you're in and turn that into a mausoleum coffin type situation. No, they can take this stuff and transport it, make a nice toy museum. And just put me in carbonite. That's all I ask. This is the owner right here. You, for, for five dollars, you can lower me down to the lowering me up and down to the carbonite chamber. You know, put a ugnot mask on and like hit some buttons. <laughs> and of course, like Craig Five alluded to, we are on Patreon. We have Patreon exclusive content. We're uploading every single day something different, something new. Commentaries from Clone Wars. Commentaries from Rebels. We have uh, Patreon Daily episodes where we talk about all the latest news. It's usually me and James, me, James, Colin, sometimes Craig, sometimes Ray. And we also, what else we have on there? We've done an unbox. I've done some a couple of unboxings. We're going to do more of those as we get in stuff. Um, and we might actually get some stuff sooner than later. Um, so we are also on TikTok. You can find us there. We You can contact the podcast at starsthepodcast at gmail.com. Also, Facebook. Go check out the page. Check out the the group we have. It's a lot of fun. A lot of memes flying around. Breaking news. We post it there as well. Uh, also, uh, go to Apple and uh, Spotify. Give us uh, five stars. That'd be awesome. A lot of interesting reviews lately. But uh, write a great review about us. Uh, the, the positive. We we want positive reviews. <laughs> <laughs> But if you have negative reviews, I guess if you really want to write about it, it's interesting. And uh, yeah, it might help out the podcast. So yeah, that's pretty much everything. Come on. We're worth it. We're working hard over here. (laughs) (laughs) And also we have a website. So it's StarWarsStuffPodcast.com. We have a few articles. You can read all of our bios. Craig and Retro Ray just joined the podcast. We'll have their bios up soon. So you can read all about them. And that's uh, pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And all the listens on all the audio apps have been fantastic. And for Josh, Retro Ray, Craig Five, my name is David, and may the Force be with you.